A very warm welcome to Capital Sports 2.0. I am your co-host. I have four of the best in the business with me here this evening. And we're going to run through the world of sports to see what's been happening, what's new, what's interesting, and of course, who are the biggest cockwombles on show. Well, we have a basketball story that's going to blow your socks off because it all rests on a bucket of chicken wings. We have an ex-Chelsea player going to, well, basically take over running football in Africa. We have fines and scandals in English football. We have women ruling the roost in boxing. But first, we're going to talk about English football and also the return of the Europa League with Andrew Flint. Andrew, you have two minutes. Well, yes, like you say, we have, um, we have European football back. It's all a bit of a mess because we finished our domestic seasons. But the entire point is that the Europa League and Champions League will be completed in contained environments. Um, Champions League will be in Portugal and Europa League will be in Germany. And we're kicking off um, tomorrow. Now, the first legs um, of, the, of the knockout stages have been played. Manchester United will be playing in action tomorrow against uh, Linz. They won 5-0 away in Austria, so it'll be a home leg being played in Germany. <laughs> Very hard to keep track of, I know. But we have some really interesting games. We've got uh, Inter against Getafe. Tomorrow will be an interesting one. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk against Wolfsburg and Copenhagen against um, Istanbul tomorrow. So, um, those, those games take place um, tomorrow evening we've got four of them and then on Wednesday uh, we have Bayer Leverkusen against Rangers Sevilla against Roma Wolves against Olympiacos and Basel against Eintracht Frankfurt so we, we've got those coming thick and fast and of course the next rounds will be played all in Germany and um, now in English football on a slightly well a slightly and extremely negative front um, today Wigan Athletic um, they appealed against a 12-point deduction. I mean, it, there just isn't enough time to go into the full story of exactly what happened, but their owners came in and placed them in some administration within days of taking over the club, and the 12-point deduction has been upheld. Now, there is a very, very strong case for them to be uh, aggrieved by this because Sheffield Wednesday have also been given a 12-point deduction. It's a slightly different case because Sheffield Wednesday's offences come from overspending where they sold Hillsborough and basically leased it back to the owner and this breached the rules. But this was something that was brought up seven months ago um, or eight months ago, I believe, in fact. And they've only just applied their 12-point ban now. However, it won't apply until next season, whereas Wiggins, which all happened much more recently, will take place this season. So Wigan will be relegated. Sheffield Wednesday won't be. Charlton, who did finish in the relegation zone of the championship, um, they have apparently got the backing of eight or nine other clubs in the division um, to, to basically say, well, hang on, what on earth's going on here? You've had seven months knowing about this case, and basically it looks like you're saving Sheffield Wednesday and not us. So it's... Again, it's uh, a legal battle I think will probably rumble on. Okay, thank you, Andrew, for that. Uh, we are going to trip across to County Clare, the west coast of Ireland. Next stop, of course, is America. Isold Cody has some news from the boxing front for us, especially, and something else to throw in. Isold, your two minutes starts now. 
I would say hello from Claire, but it feels more like Kansas with the wind howling around me. So I'm hoping we'll still be here at the end of tonight. So boxing is back. Now, boxing has been back for the last few weeks. So when I say boxing is back, I mean competitive boxing where we have well-matched fighters in a really competitive environment. And it's coming from MSG. That's not Madison Square Gardens. That's matrooms gardens essentially matrooms home gardens that have now been renamed so they're technically calling it mgs matroom garden square because eddie hearn's former childhood home and uh, the back garden has essentially been turned into a boxing ring complete with a good outline area and it has actually produced one of the most enjoyable fight nights i've actually seen probably in the last year with some really competitive bouts including one that i would say will probably end up being the british domestic clash of the last 12 months, so including the pre-COVID times. But this weekend, we get to see, it's a Friday night as opposed to a Saturday, so maybe not quite as main stage, but we will be getting to see two women do what Katie Taylor has yet to do, and indeed during fight camp, part of Eddie Hearn's several boxing nights in August, will in fact be a co-main event, because this weekend we have the only female headline event of the entire uh, competition and that's Tasha Jonas or Natasha Jonas as she's also known versus a girl called Terry Harper and the beautiful part about this story is Terry Harper was a boxer who essentially decided that women's boxing wasn't going to be going quite the way she had thought and well enough to support her in a career so she quit women's boxing and her hero is Katie Taylor so she basically went back into the sport to emulate Katie Taylor and in a way, this week, even though the overall card is a much more domestic card than the card he will be on, she's almost surpassing because she's the headline event and it's a really good news story for boxing. She's Both herself and Tad Jonas are very good role models for young women and this Friday night we will see a really good standard of domestic bouts from the UK, which is also really good. It's showing a sport that is going, yes, we're in a crisis where we can't have people travel. Um, they obviously can travel in if they're going to go in, but they're trying to minimise doing that. But as of today, all fighters had cleared the pre-COVID tests, uh, pre-event COVID tests, and it looks like they're really good nights worth of fights on Friday, which I suppose we can juxtaposition with fights we're likely to see in September, where it's going to be Tyson versus jo Roy Jones, who has now gracefully decided to no longer call himself junior because well he's now in his 50s it's time to let that go however basically in the last week we've seen the rules come out for that event and we've also heard about the various undercard events like Logan Paul and several musical numbers that are going to be lighting up the card and essentially we're looking at a choreographed event Cirque du Soleil will be less professionally choreographed than the Tyson Jones fight, unless one of them gets a notion. And given that Tyson has spent the last several years smoking whatever, and Roy Jones has been doing whatever, one has to wonder whether they will both remember to stick to the plan on the night. And that's my boxing summary. Okay, that is good. And again, the, uh, the that Jones Tyson one is, I don't know, I, I'm, I don't want to see it happen. I really don't. I'll be tuning in. Um, right, we're going to move back to Moscow. So a long way from Claire to there, and it's over to Derek. Derek, um, 
we have now the dates for the uh, the club finals yep. in Africa, and yep. also a very interesting candidate for the head of the African Federation. Talk to us about it. Okay, first of all, I'm going to start with the uh, CAF Champions League. They announced the the dates uh, yesterday, twenty uh, second of September. Semi-finals take place. Uh, pyramids from Egypt facing Harare from Guinea in Casablanca, Morocco. Beken from Morocco facing Hassan Aged from Morocco too. And the final will be on the 27th September. And uh, the Champions the Champions Cup, uh, Al Hali versus Raja Athletic of uh, that's the semi-final. And Waidad Athletic Club versus Zamalek. Zamalek is one of the biggest clubs in Africa, Egyptian. And the final will be on. From between, they haven't confirmed the final yet, but uh, it should be by 17th August, the semifinals, I mean. And another big story from Ivory Coast is Diada uh, Drogba, uh, one of Africa's biggest play- players, finally submitted his candidacy for the Ivorian Association, Football Association president. But it's been, the funny thing is that he's been trying to do this for the past one month. Uh, it, it seems he's got a lot of enemies, even though the people want him. Uh, the first time, the, 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 the candidacy process started like uh, early July. And so he got zero votes initially from, it's like, you have, there's a process, there's a, there's a, the referees association has to vote for candidacy. And then it goes to the football association, I think, and then it goes to the retired Ivorian footballers. So from the retired Ivorian footballers, he got zero votes. And uh, fifth, fifth pro, the retired uh, the, the football. footballers union, yeah, 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 union. They, they after that they they announced they 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 announced that they're going to ban football Ivorian football association because because Drogba has got so much influence in the world. So after that is when they allowed him to submit his candidacy, though it's not really confirmed. That he might be, he might be even on the ballot on fifth September. Though majority of people want him, like the Ivorian people from Ivory Coast really, really want him. But the people in in power in Ivory Coast do not want him for reasons I don't know. Listen, okay, putting aside um, Chelsea, your love for Chelsea, um, yeah. would you like to see Drogba elected as head of the CAF? I would, I would, because. He has so he's, he's got a he's got a huge network like worldwide. So if he's the president of the football association of Ivory Coast, it's easy to get connections. Like it's easy f- to 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 have a friendly between for Ivory Coast versus Brazil. It's so easy. It's so easy for him because he's got he's got a, he's got a huge connection. Like and that that in long term will improve Ivorian football. So like having a person with so much influence as a president for a football association is like more advantages than disadvantages. So I think it, it's, it's good, okay. personally. Yeah, because right. we, had, we had a president, Kalusha Walia. He's Zambia, Zambia's, I don't know what, the time he was president, Zambian Football Association president, Zambian football was better. Right now, we don't know. So I think it's, it's good that he, he becomes president. No, I don't think it's gonna happen because it seems like it's got a lot of people against that. Okay, all right, thanks, Eric.
I do remember George Weah being elected to the head of the Iberian, or Liberian, excuse me, FA. So, um, okay. I mean, it, it can happen. It can definitely happen. I mean, some people are saying, I don't even know why he's standing for a small football association. He can easily stand as Ivorian president and he'll win because oh, yeah. so much influence there. Yeah. Probably easier. Probably easier. Yeah, easier. Yeah. Okay, we're over now from Moscow to Toronto to Alex B, who's been waiting <laughs> patiently to come in, uh, not come in last, but to he's a main event. So, um, as always, we, we have our prelims, our build ups, and then we have our Habib, we have our Connor, we have our Alex B. Okay, Alex, uh, thank you, thank you very much. Because the story that I have to, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to. <laughs> how to define what I'm about to tell you here, but uh, so Lou Williams, the current reigning defending sixth man of the year of the NBA. So he's an important guy for the Clippers defensively, if, like on the offense, he, he gets it done, but that's not why we're talking about him today because um, so during the whole lockdown that we talked about, that we've been discussing how they have, how they're going to, keep all the NBA players in that bubble. So Lou Williams, he escaped the bubble under the excuse that uh, his, it was his grandfather's funeral. And he took uh, that time to travel all the way to Atlanta to the Magic City Strip Club, which was apparently his, his favorite restaurant in the area. Uh, they, uh, they have the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Wings named, in his, uh, named after him. So that's that's why he went there. It was his favorite wings. But uh, according to one of the dancers at the club, uh, he wasn't just there for the wings because apparently she uh, socially distanced performed for him while he was at the club. And he and not only was he <laughs> a fan of of the culinary arts, but he's also very generous too. He was very generous to the dancer. And um, yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So the he had to miss the Clippers' loss to the Lakers, and uh, but he's ready to go now, and he'll be back in the next Clippers game. Yes, Alex. Before you have your next your next piece, I know even more news for us. That was the one that the Clippers lost by two points to the Lakers. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, so, maybe, so maybe that's <laughs> part of the consequences of his trip. Damn expensive. Hey, this okay. is look. Dennis Rodman had to take his his Vegas trip. Lou, <laughs> Lou Williams is no different. Lou Williams is no different. Um, yeah. So that being said, let's get into some of the games that are going on. Some of the hot and spicy, big <laughs> big NBA games. Uh, so the first one are the Clippers against this. So two of the big games I think are going to happen on Thursday. So there's going to be the Clippers against Dallas. Uh, both are sort of, you know, good, very good teams in the West. Uh, we'll see. Like, Dallas hasn't been doing very well. The Clippers haven't been doing the best either. So, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a good game. But the, then there's also going to be the Lakers against the Rockets. Uh, that's probably even bigger because the Lakers and the Rockets have been performing quite well. The Rockets are in a three-game winning streak. And, yeah, we'll just see. It's an interesting matchup. Um <laughs> Uh, so then there's Boston against Toronto on Friday. It's always a big Ooh, game. That's always beautiful. huge. Yeah. Is, uh, Alex, just look, give, give, give me the honest call on this one. Um, 
if 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 I was putting a bet on one of the teams, who should I bet on? Uh, well, you know, I, I hate to sound biased, but again, I can't just not mention the Raptors because they're on a six-win winning streak. They're, you know, every other team they either like one-one, lost one. The Orlando Magic won five, but the Raptors have just beaten every major team that they faced. They've beaten the Lakers. They've beaten Portland, and yeah, they've just been looking very good. So I'd say the Raptors. Okay, thanks. Okay, right. listen. Okay, I know you got more. You have something on the XFL for us as well, because that's there's been a twist in the tail of the XFL, and we got to smell what is cooking. That's a record. There has, there has, and the tail is all this time. The XFL's <laughs> struggle for survival. Yeah. Uh, there, a new page has been turned with The Rock, known from I don't know. Give, give me, give me some classic rock movies. Um, the the one with the. Uh, with the monsters are like fighting in the city. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, what's, have, like, your, what's your own giant? With the giant gorilla named George. What's the one where he um he's in the jungle? Oh, I think there is. Welcome to the jungle. That, that's a whole genre. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. But, yeah. So that that guy purchased the XFL, and the XFL will be back. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see. The XFL is not dead. <laughs> For all, for all the fans of the XFL, there you go. Okay, Alex B, thank you very much for that. Going to run around just with, with that, with uh, this um, uh, granddad's passing in Atlanta. Isolt, have you got uh, info on a certain Irish footballer uh, who killed a number of his grannies? There was a granny side, shall we say, an ex Manchester City player. Without. It's sounding even more perfect, but the Irish player's surname was in fact Ireland. Um, unfortunately, now, there were circumstances which were later outlined due to which it was actually, he was trying to keep some very upsetting personal news private, or that was what was alleged at a later stage. The veracity of that, I'm not going to question, but essentially he decided to kill off his granny. Now, every Irish person has a superfluous grandmother or two or an uncle who isn't actually an uncle, who may die when you need to get out of something. Like I myself have killed off a litany of relatives when I have things to go to. Even Ireland's poor grandmother, as you can imagine, was slightly shocked to discover that she was dead. Now, you may say, which grandmother? Well, they were both alive. So they were both quite upset. Firstly, to discover that the other was also alive, and then to wonder if he even had some sort of secret family. So basically, Killing off relatives is nothing new. I am just delighted to know that obviously in America, there are a lot of people trying to give back to their local community and support female workers in various guises. So I actually think it's a good news story from America. That guy is clearly a patron of the arts and <laughs> it's just good to hear. Um, Alex, I'm going to put that straight back to you. Do you think he's a patron of the arts, that he went there for the chicken wings and just stayed for the dance? Uh, absolutely. I think, I think he went there primarily after the wings. They have the Lou Will Lemon Herb chicken wings that are you know, named after him, so obviously he, it's not his first time there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Alex, you happen to know a lot about these wings for any particular reason? Uh, well, they're, they're kind of notorious for... How, well, I mean, if you see a man travel across the country to get the wings, what's that got to say about the quality? 
really my whole philosophy when it comes to this. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, before I move on to Andrew, um, Alex, have you ever killed off a relative or had a, a bad accident befall one of your relatives to get out of, uh, get out of class? Um, I don't, I don't I, certainly, certainly not to uh, go to the Magic City strip club. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but you didn't say no, you just said not to go. Okay, fine. Andrew Flint, have you ever had to, um, or ever had a series of disasters fall family members in order to get out of doing something you should be doing? No, no, no. I, I come up with much more mundane excuses than, um, than the likes of Alex and Lou Williams. No, um, I'm afraid I don't. I wish I could come up with something more interesting. But no, my, my relatives are, um, well, for those situations, very much alive and kicking. Okay. Uh, Derek, have you ever, you know, used, ex- what's, what's the best excuse you've used to get out of class? I don't, I don't think I've ever had excuses, though. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I do not believe that for a second. You're a good guy, but I don't. Per- no, I- maybe I just ask. I ask not have one that I use. I use many. <laughs> okay, so give us an example of one you've used. Uh, I really can't remember. Okay, Alex, what have you used to get out of class? What excuse? Uh, um, I, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. There, there's been, there's been just too many. <laughs> I can't. None of them have been that crazy. None of them have been grandfather's funeral, like, <laughs> worthy. I don't know. Isil, what's the, who, who have you killed off that's closest to you? Oh, I've killed off several family members, and mo- mostly I've based it on which relative. Like, I've thought about it. They've generally done something to annoy me, and I've been like, if I have to kill someone off, even in a fictional sense, who's it going to be? Like. My mother has only been spared because if I did that, I'd probably have a lot of people arriving to the house with like warm dinners and stuff. <laughs> but like, if it continues on his current behaviour, like I'll be killing him off either literally or figuratively. So, you know, in Ireland, it's the done thing. You have to have these extra relatives. Why do you think we've such abnormally large families here? Yeah, I, I agree. My, my sister, I was only speaking with last night or a couple of nights ago, my sister to get out of school, she was a, She's a master forger and she could forge my, my dad's handwriting perfectly in the whole lot. And she basically, uh, she, we had a huge amount of misery and death and destruction. I broke my arm, by the way. Uh, I was away in a, on, a, on, a, on a tour, like a, well, a training camp, but I broke my arm. So she had to stay home and look after me. Um, we had three grandmothers die, two grandfathers um, how many other we like a couple of uncles and aunts my mom fell down the stairs even though we live in a cottage so we've no stairs but she fell down the stairs and um, damaged her knee and eventually it caught up on her when basically the headmaster there was the parent teacher meeting and the headmaster comes to my parents and said listen you're your luckiest family in Ireland and he showed because it was all in her diary you know and it was all written in her diary um, but the good thing was I didn't get no I have to promise I never got done my brother, when he wouldn't do homework, whoever, there was a note written from the teacher saying, Sean didn't do blah, 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 did today. My sister would sign my dad's signature and we'll always get away with it. So, you will enjoy this one. So, in Ireland, judges, because they've designed such a large volume of documentation, like various orders, they generally have a stamp with their signature. I went to school with a judge's daughter 
And when I say she went wild with that stamp, like she wasn't just getting herself out of stuff. She would write notes and then say that we had been, because it was a boarding school, so we'd go home every few weeks and we'd often go to each other's houses. So a certain judge was getting most of her daughter's friends out of homework, out of going to various religious retreats. It would be like, no, they can't actually go. They're doing this, that, and the other. Stamp. Alex? Yeah. Have you remembered? Oh, no. That wasn't... No, I don't think I've killed anyone off, to tell you the truth. I think... No, it was... Because it was all, like... They, they could have called my parents at any time and just figured, figured out that the scheme isn't really working. But I've tried, but nothing's really... You, you have to get these, like, papers to for the um, security guard to sign. And the security guards are not, are not messing around where I went to school. Ah, because you were in military school as well. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a different thing. Alex, I know, look, we're going we're gonna to do the Dan Hardy and Herb Dean story on the North American podcast, which is coming out on Friday. Um, we're running out of time, so we're going to run around the houses and ask you your questions. I'm going to start off with uh, Derek. Derek, yeah. very simple thing for you. Um, which country do Zambians hate most, apart from Zambia? Which country do Zambians hate most apart from Zambia? Probably UK. Oh, England. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the person who laughs is Alex. Alex laughs at that. Alex, Alex you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay, England. Okay, we, we'll move on from that. Okay, Derek, thank you very much. We won't, we won't dwell on that. Um, Easels. Apart from people from Cork, who are the biggest idiots going? Oh. Oh, that's difficult. After people from Cork, it's probably people from Clare who were alive in 1997, or else people from Mayo, full stop. Actually, sorry. Everyone from Mayo, especially anyone who goes on about the curse, because they are cursed. Not because of 1952, they have won in all Ireland since back in the day. No, no, they're cursed because they're from Mayo. Alex, um, I have to ask you this question. Uh, are you voting, or if you had to vote in America, would you be going for Trump or Biden, and why would you choose one leader? Uh, if I had to choose one over the other, it's because, you know, just what one is just less incapable of <laughs> the job. I don't know, but Biden just seems like he's just crumbling as a human being in a physical sense, and Trump... Uh, oh man, so who's Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, Andrew Flint, we're running out of time, so I'm going to ask you if you had to follow a club other than Manchester United, who would it be in the Premier League? Oh, Christ, uh, it wouldn't be Burnley, I'll tell you that. Can't stand him. I can't, I've never forgiven him for Bob Lord's comments in the post Munich disaster calling Manchester United. You're going to run out of time, Alex. Andrew, you're going to run out of time. So who would it be? No, nobody. Oh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. No. We're going to wrap it up on that, folks, and we'll be back on Friday with another Capital Sports. To